0: Hi, my name is Audrey, and you are listening to Miles of Murder, the true crime podcast brought to you from the road. This episode is a little bit delayed as I was in some areas that didn't have service, but alas, here we are today. This episode was researched while I was in El Paso, Texas, then written while I was in City of Rocks, New Mexico last week, and then brought to you today from Ashland, Oregon. I can't say enough about all of those locations, so make sure that you check out my Instagram, at Miles of Murder, so you can not only view images from today's episode, but also peek at where I've been and what I've been up to. Today's episode is something a little different as the victim is suspected to have been murdered in 1995, yet we're just now learning her name through some pretty awesome forensics work. It was March of 1995 in Holt, California, sitting just an hour from San Francisco, the temperature averaged in the 50s. It was here a man pilfering for scrap metal would discover a refrigerator floating in an irrigation canal off of Bacon Island Road. It stuck out as the door had been taped shut and it was partially submerged in murky, polluted water. When the door was pried open, it became clear that this was no ordinary fridge. This was someone's tomb. Inside were the severely decomposed remains of a strawberry blonde female, estimated to be between 29 and 41 years of age, 110 to 130 pounds. A sock was stuffed in her mouth, her hands were bound together with tape, and she was wrapped in a blanket. The remains were noted as being in an advanced state of decomposition, which is identified as the fourth stage. At this stage, most soft tissue has decomposed, and in this case, would have been aided by maceration. Many equate the word decomposition with maggots, yet by this stage, maggots have typically left the body, leaving behind tougher materials such as hair, ligament, cartilage, and bone. At this stage, we would see various beetle species and other insects equipped to break down tougher materials. Today, crime scene investigators, knowledgeable in entomology, would carefully collect numerous samples of the insects and pupa present and use these samples to identify a possible time interval death could have taken place based on those findings. Yet in 1995, forensic science was still in its infancy. It was estimated that the victim was possibly in the refrigerator for six months prior to discovery. The refrigerator being submerged in water made this determination difficult, as this could aid in the acceleration of decomposition. While the estimated time of death remained vague, the manner of death was clear. Based on the circumstances of discovery and blunt force trauma discovered during autopsy, it was apparent the unknown woman in the fridge was a homicide victim. At the time of discovery, the victim was wearing a blue sweatshirt with Levi's shorts and a Victoria's secret bra. The sheriff's office said she also had on blue striped knee-high toe socks and Gorilla brand boots. According to the sheriff's office, a Hillary brand sleeping bag was also inside of the fridge. On her right hand was a one-third carat diamond ring and two more costume jewelry style rings were in her pocket. Investigators originally released a photo of one of the rings that was found in her pocket, which I'll make sure to post on our Instagram. Holt sits as an unincorporated community in San Joaquin County. Sheriff's Office investigators attempted to identify the victim, but no missing person report was filed and DNA identification was still in its infancy. After all, it was only 1987 that DNA evidence was just being introduced to the United States. It would be February of this year, 2023, that the victim would finally get her name back. She is Amanda Lynn Deza, mother of three, 29 years old, born August 11th, 1965. Amanda was finally identified through genetic genealogy via Othram, Inc. Othram, a private Houston-based laboratory specializing in forensic genealogy, extracts hundreds of thousands of genetic markers from DNA evidence, versus 20 pairs in standard tests and 68 in extended tests, often conducted by law enforcement. And through this, they found relatives via those identified markers. Otham obtains hundreds of thousands of DNA markers while ensuring they are consuming minimal evidence, remaining forensic-focused in their pursuit of justice for victims and their families. Through their collection approach, they render a profile that is genealogy database compatible, thus allowing the maximum opportunities for matching cold case victims to their identities, and in some cases, the suspect. Once Amanda was identified, things didn't exactly become clearer. It was learned that at the time of her disappearance, she was separated from her husband and last seen alive at an unknown apartment complex with an unknown male she had met more recently in a rehabilitation facility. Once identified, her family admitted that Amanda had been going through a tough time. Yet again, at the time of discovery, no missing persons report had been filed. San Joaquin County District Attorney Ron Freitas stated, This case is far from closed and justice is far from served. I look forward to prosecuting to the fullest extent of the law, the coward that committed this heinous act. Stockton Crime Stoppers is offering a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the arrest of Deza's murderer. And anyone with information about the murder is encouraged to contact the cold case unit at area code 209-468-5087 or email at coldcase at sjgov.org. That concludes today's episode. And in closing, I would like to add that it took nearly 27 years to give Amanda her name back. And as we sit, the suspect or suspects are still at large. It is my hope through continued coverage, we can shake the darkness from the light and give Amanda the rest that she deserves. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check out my Instagram at miles of murder, where you'll see related images to covered cases, as well as broadcast locations. If you'd like to provide feedback on today's episode, you can also do that there, or you can email me at miles at gmail.com. Until next time, be safe.